Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1TN5 for Thursday, December 30th. I'm Aaron Matus. The NCAA says this season men's and women's basketball tournaments will not be played in a bubble. NCAA SVP for basketball Dan Gavitt. We are certainly closely monitoring the unfortunate and sudden COVID spike and will consider any adjustments as necessary for the health, safety, and success of the championships. However, despite the current challenges we're experiencing in college basketball, the solutions to these problems during this phase of the pandemic are likely quite different than the dramatic championship format changes we had to adopt last year. Gavitt also indicates the championships and oversight committees will discuss the impact of canceled games on attorney eligibility at meetings next month. Headlining media personality Andy Katz adds the committees will look favorably at programs like Davidson in men's basketball who added a game and won. Extra Points contributor Andy Whitry put together a guarantee game database for men's basketball and women's basketball with as many contracts as he could get his hands on. Three men's basketball programs are over the $600,000 threshold in total spend. Georgia, $647,500. Arizona, $632,000. And Texas A&M, $625,000. The Bulldogs are also tops in total spent for guarantee games lost at $310,000 and just lost last night to Gardner-Webb. Witchery also has a look at how COVID impacted contracts. Many schools agreed to a tiered guarantee structure, at least for men's basketball guarantee games that they host, such that the guarantee decreases if their home arena's capacity is limited by local or state officials. Take Xavier, for example. In its men's basketball game contract with Ball State, the former agreed to pay the latter $85,000 as long as Xavier's gym was allowed to have at least 75% capacity, with a guarantee floor of $55,000 if no fans were allowed at the game. NC State football head coach Dave Doran on the NCAA not ruling the Holiday Bowl as a forfeit. The NCAA stands for no clue at all, in my opinion. I don't really care what they say about it. On Tuesday morning, UCLA received positive COVID tests, which left the Bruins with too few defensive linemen to safely play per team doctors. Full timeline of the team's trip to San Diego and when COVID issues arose in your D1 ticker email. NC State flew home Wednesday with the Holiday Bowl trophy after bowl officials awarded it to them in their team hotel, despite the no-contest ruling. Wolfpack AD Boo Corrigan remains irked he learned of the Bruins' withdrawal on Twitter rather than from any UCLA official. The scrambling act to get Central Michigan slotted into Friday's Sun Bowl will turn into a bigger payday and better exposure for the Chippewas. The Arizona Bowl payout was $350,000 split between two teams and two conferences, while the Sun Bowl's scheduled payout is $4.55 million with the same splits. CMU and the MAC won't get the full portion that originally was scheduled for Miami, but MAC Commissioner John Steinbrecher acknowledges the payday is sizable, 
we certainly have been able to make some lemonade here. CMU will bus to El Paso today, allowing the team to take advantage of the hotel rooms it already had booked in Tucson and the meals and activities the Arizona Bowl had planned. Chippewa's AD, Amy Folan. Arizona put together a great experience, and we're going to see that through. Utah expects its Rose Bowl appearance to pay dividends for the university in several areas, as Utes head coach Kyle Whittingham believes an increase in applications is one likely result. I think you'll see a spike in enrollment, he said, particularly in out-of-state enrollment. I'm sure the community itself will see the positive effects. I'm not quite sure how you measure that, but I do know that the effects of going to this bowl game are going to be far-reaching in the Salt Lake community and at the University of Utah. As it relates to the athletic department and a potential increase in fundraising, Utes AD Mark Harlan explains they are taking a deep, hard look at the practice facility for football. The Echoes Football Center is great, and we know it's one of the best in the West, and we want to make sure it stays in that same category. The Echoes Fieldhouse, we need to take a look at that. It's been there for a long time, and the outer practice fields. This and more in your D1 ticker email. I'm Aaron Matus, and this has been the morning edition of your D1 TN5 for Thursday, December 30th. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again tonight.